This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Friday. The last Friday of October. Thank God this forsaken month is over. Jake, is that exciting for you? It is, finally. I warn you now, Jake is in a terrible mood today. Um, is it, you know, like, is it something I said, or is it just the deprecation of sexual energy? Uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, next question. Please respect my privacy. Jake is speechless right now. <laughs> um, it is Football Friday. You should subscribe to our show on our YouTube channel. Go to The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. Hit subscribe, and then all you have to do to win this Xbox Series S is just tag us in a photo that shows you're subscribed to our channel on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. I am The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. He is SLC Supercars. I mean, if you're, I mean. I'm good to go, man. Jake just doesn't want to talk today. Um, it's fine. Uh, thank you for another great week on the podcast. Um, we are crushing it. Absolutely crushing it and could not do that without you. If you're more of an audio listener, I don't know what's wrong with you. And it's embarrassing that you don't know how to use YouTube, but don't tell anybody. Just search Google for the Monty show. M-O-N-T-Y the Monty show. Is this the kind of messaging you wanted on the show today? Yeah, it sounds good. I'm um, sorry to wake you up. Um, just search the Monty show anywhere you get a podcast. M O N T Y the Monty show. Are you going to come over this table and kick my ass right now? Here's what it is. End of the long month. I'm tired. I don't really care. How much, how much do you bench? All right, let's start talking, uh, football on a football Friday or do we lead with the jazz? Uh, we should lead with the jazz. The jazz fans can have their fun. Okay. Uh, we like our jazz crow over rare, um, jazz win big last night in Houston. And I love that everybody was tweeting and commenting on our YouTube channel. Oh, you guys are idiots. You, you guys are just stupid. Do you watch jazz games? We don't. Um, we just read box scores. That's all we do here. Mm -hmm. um, the Rockets are terrible, and the Jazz were very good last night. Well, let's be honest. The Jazz were the Hall of Very Average last night. Um, and the Rockets are not very good at all, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, so by Jazz, you know, levels of performance it wasn't as though they played really well like I mean you you if you look at the numbers I mean again this is an opinion right this is just the numbers from the box score go to ESPN.com you can find these okay so you know you look at their their three-point percentage last night still hovering around that 30 to 34 percent range 34.8 last night which is which is definitely low for this team um I look at the field goal percentage was excellent last night you know shooting 48 and a half uh from the field is pretty good um, so, you know, overall, you know, you played well, everyone after the game was talking about how they got balance and a lot of guys scored 10 points. You were also playing the Rockets. So you would expect that you would expect young guys to get more minutes in this kind of a game. Um, but I mean, overall, I just think the jazz are in a good place right now. You know, obviously, you know, as everybody said yesterday, they should have won this game going away and that's exactly what they did. You know, I, I, I look at the Rockets last night, you know, um, one of their worst games of the year, in my opinion, you know, uh, you, you shoot 20 and a half percent from three nine of 44 from three and you sure shoot through 32 percent from the field you know 31 to 95 
no team, if the Jazz did that, they wouldn't have won the game. So that's why I say, like, not to take anything away from the Jazz, but it was the Rockets. Were we wrong about it? N yes and no. Did we say that the Rockets were going to win this game? No. We always maintained that they were going to lose this game. I think everybody could agree on that. I just thought it was going to be quite a bit closer than it was. But it wasn't. So, for today, Jazz fans, you get to have your fun. We were wrong. How about that? Wait, I'm sorry. What would you say? We were wrong. I don't think that's true. Okay. We we just were not right. Um, <laughs> one thing is very clear, though, that when you look at this game and you watch some of the trends that come out of this game, Donovan Mitchell has to get going here. Like, I'm waiting for Donovan Mitchell, the alpha male, to show up, and it doesn't matter to me who they play. Um, I think the Jazz have a habit of, of kind of coasting through games like this. So I was very happy to see them pound Houston. I mean, they wiped the Toyota center floor with the Houston Rockets last night. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. And the Jazz can only play the teams that are in front of them. I think it's a little – it's a bit much to saw the Jazz are the last undefeated team in the NBA. Let's. I really get, don't care if you think it's us. Yeah, I get it, Jazz fan. You don't care. But let's be honest. It's not like the Jazz have played the greatest schedule. But they can only play the teams that were put on their schedule. And they're 4-0. And they're going into a, a weekend back-to-back -back with the Bulls and Bucks. Did you watch any of the Bulls and Knicks game mm -hmm. last night? My God, what a game that was, especially yeah, the ending. The um, so I'm really looking forward to that game tomorrow night. And then, obviously, the Bucks game in Milwaukee on, on Sunday. Um, I think now we find out who this Utah Jazz team is because I don't think there's any question that while both the Bulls and the Bucks have muddled a little bit, those are two teams that are very capable of winning any game against any opponent. Yeah. Um, and the, the Utah Jazz are, are right now the best team in the NBA. And they're coming off of a win that, frankly, was easy. There was a lot of load management in that game, as there should have been. Um, and it was it was one of those nights that you need before you head to a back-to-back -back with Chicago and Milwaukee. Because I think this really is – I'm not going to say this is a prove-it you know, kind of weekend, but – you know, I think these are games that you want to win because it, it reinforces to the NBA community, hey, we're the Utah Jazz and we're pretty damn good at playing basketball. Yeah, I mean, they handled business last night. And I, and I think that, you know, I you know some of the things I still want to see, I still want to see that three-point percentage going up. You know, I still want to see the, them as a team shooting around 40% because that's where this team likes to hang out. Um, so we need to see that. And then, uh, as far as changes, I don't think they need to change too much. I do like the balance they're getting. I do like the way they're playing the game, but yeah, the question about Donovan getting going is kind of an interesting one. You know, when you, when you're going to go and play the bucks this weekend, that's not a game where you're going to be able to coast and you're going to be able to, you know, play all the young guys, a bunch of minutes. That's a playoff basketball caliber game. You're talking about that's like the best team or last year's best team in the league at the end of the day you know, challenging you and pushing you. So I think the Bucks game is really the first game where you're like, all right, let's see what this Jazz team can really do. What 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 are they going to do with Giannis? What are they going to do with Drew Holiday? What are they going to do with Chris Middleton? Like, how do these matchups kind of pan out? So that's the first real test of the season, I feel like. But overall, I mean, if you're a Jazz fan, you should be happy. I just think that, you know, when, when we have this conversation on this show, we're not having it from a, hey, you know, this is fun and cool perspective. We're having it from, hey, this is a team that needs to win a championship this year because next year financially is going to be really difficult. So, you know, is is it cool to say you're the best team in the league right now? Yes, but also we'd like to be able to say that in the postseason. So 
enjoy it. But at the same time, for me, I'm like, hey, we're four games in. Like, let's keep building. Let's keep getting the rotations consistent. Let's keep, you know, working on these things to get better. Yeah. Well, and and the other reason I bring up the Donovan Mitchell thing is because it, it, it's pretty obvious that, you know, whether you want to call it a slow start or they haven't played nearly their best basketball yet, and they're still 4-0. Um, you know, like it, you're, you're, you're taking advantage of what has been a very friendly schedule to the Utah Jazz, as you should. I mean, there, there's no doubt yeah. in my mind that, um, when you have the ability to, um, you know, control your destiny a little bit that I think you should. And, and I think resting Don playing Mike Conley as little as possible in the first two months of the season, I think all that's really important because winning games now is almost an afterthought. You need to be healthy in, in May, June, and July. You need to be healthy going into the NBA Finals, and and you need to get to, and I say the NBA Finals, you need to be healthy going into the playoffs, you need to get to the Western Conference Finals, and you need to win. Yeah. And so that's a good win last night. There's no doubt about it. it it's, it's good to see, but you need to be healthy, and I don't care if you lose 25 games this year. Just be healthy and good to go when the playoffs start. Because yeah. that, to me, that's that's the priority, right? I agree, hundred percent. Be a top five team in the West and be healthy. Yeah, that's it. Because really, at the end of the day, you know, being again like we saw last year, being number one in the West doesn't really help you. It doesn't. It doesn't give you an advantage in the postseason. Well, I think it's meaningful to a certain extent. I don't believe it helps you win a championship. Yeah. I think once you get to the NBA Finals, okay, maybe. But I think when you're looking at the early rounds of the playoffs, it's certainly insignificant. I think it's nice to have less travel to open up a series. Okay, cool. But at the end of the day, you lost on your home floor last year. And you lost to the Clippers because the Clippers were just a better basketball team at that point. That's all you should be focused on. Being the best version of this team when the playoffs start and as you get into the second and third rounds, you need to be your best team. You need to be playing your best basketball. And Conley and, and Don and and Rudy Gay and like this team needs to be healthy for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I I would like to see more Hassan Whiteside in these games and less Rudy Gobert. Like Rudy's played a lot of basketball over the last two years, including the Olympics. Um, yeah, Rudy played twenty eight minutes. Hassan played seventeen. I would like to see more Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. You know, like I'd like to see far less of Rudy Gobert in blowouts like this because yeah, every wrestling. time every time he touches the ball, he gets beat up. Yeah. You know, and defensively, he's the one good thing you have going defensively. Um, so I I would I would again tell you, hey, you don't need to just load manage Mike Conley. I would be looking at Rudy Gobert as well. Like he's not bulletproof. Yeah. So in the physical beating that Rudy Gobert takes on a night in, night out basis in this league is is not insignificant. And it's absolutely something I, I would be paying paying you know close attention to. What do you look forward to this weekend real quick before we get to football? On the Jazz going to Chicago, I think it's an interesting matchup. The Bulls played terrible basketball last night through three and a half quarters. Mm -hmm. Found a three-minute stretch where they played well in the fourth, and then DeMar DeRozan inexplicably shot an air ball to end the game. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Bulls are, are uh, a fun team to watch. I think the Bulls are an up-tempo team. Um, I, I think that the the thing that we learned last night about the Jazz, though, is that when they run good offense, you know, they're not obviously allowing the other team to get out in transition. So I think, you know, I, I, I like what the Jazz are bringing to the table, and I think that the Bulls are definitely more talented than the Rockets. I don't even, you know, I don't, oh, I don't think that that's in question. I just think that 
what what really is going to you know decide how this game goes is how well the other team is shooting because we know that the Jazz are typically going to shoot 35 to 40 percent from three so that allow that is like a built-in advantage for the Jazz so yeah I mean against the Bulls that that's probably a game I'd expect the Jazz to win um but again I I, I just I don't know I, I eventually the the hey we're playing crappy teams thing is going to run out on the Jazz eventually you're going to start grinding against some of these teams so like you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Chicago Bulls, these mid-table teams who have a lot of talent and are really going to push you and grind it out with you, eventually we're going to start seeing some of those games. So I don't know. is Are the Jazz just, just that much better right now? Or was last yeah. night it was just the Rockets? I mean, obviously the Jazz are really good. So what do I look for against the Bulls? I look for the Jazz to win, but I'm curious how how defense is going to go against a team that back cuts a lot, against a team that gets out in transition and punishes you for your missed shots. Like that's that's the kind of game you're most likely going to see. The only thing that worries me about the Jazz is I just don't think they're shooting the ball very well to start the season. That's the only thing that worries me. Like they'll you can you can figure everything else out, but but much like we saw with the Houston Rockets, with the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, any of these teams, if the three ball is not going in, if the Jazz are only going to shoot 34% from three, they're not going to win. They have to shoot a higher. Per and that's kind of the, 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 uh, what is it? The perch you live on. That's kind of the, the cliff that you're it's a straddling. You made. I mean, you, if you don't shoot 38, 40%, um, in a, in a game against a high caliber club, like if they don't shoot 38, 40% Sunday in Milwaukee, they're going to lose. Right. And that's the hard part because you're not going to out-athlete the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Nobody is. Um, you're not probably going to out-athlete the Chicago Bulls. Like, they don't have an answer um, for guys like Zach Levine. They don't have an answer for Alonzo Ball um, and Zach Levine on the break. They don't have an answer for DeMar DeRozan in the half court. So the issue the, the the guy again in Chicago tomorrow night, Rudy Gobert's got to have a twenty five and twenty game. I mean, because the Bulls don't and he play really big. should. Yeah, they don't play yeah. big at all. He really should have that kind of game. Yeah, they they are a small team. Uh, Vucevic is a guy that does not like to bang, does not like to play on the block. Um, you know, so it it that's a game that you would expect the Jazz to go to Chicago and win. Mm -hmm. um, but they're going to have to be better defensively. So I, I think Sunday you're going to have to shoot a really high percentage, which is going to be tough because you're in a back-to-back. -back. Thankfully, it's pro it's a bus ride to, from Chicago to Milwaukee. Um, it's a short trip. It's an hour, hour and a half drive. So you're not, you're not in for some long travel night. Hopefully that plays to the Jazz hands, and hopefully that plays to their favor because uh, Sunday is going to be very difficult. Milwaukee is going to be well-rested and – I think that's a very difficult game. They're gonna, they should beat the Bulls, um, but Milwaukee's that that game that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a test. Uh, I, like I said, it's their first real test this season, so look forward to that game. Yeah, and, and by the way, I I I I think the Jazz are doing exactly what they should be doing. So um, I don't see the I don't see the Jazz losing until December. Okay. How did the oh. Okay, great. Let's pull up See, the schedule. We get a little lofty. We get a little lofty. I don't, it, it, and I don't even know who said that. And now there's a comment dump, so I can't. What? I, if you don't expect the Jazz to lose until December, I, I think you're. If they don't lose to December, I would expect them to win a championship, because you're you have two road trips here 
uh, Houston, Chicago, Milwaukee, home for Sacramento, and then you turn right around and go back east to Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Orlando, or Atlanta, Miami, and, and uh, Orlando. Yeah. But I, I mean, and then you have a long stretch at home, but in that stretch, it's Philadelphia, Miami, Atlanta. Like, you have good teams um, that bring you, again, athletic guards and, and you know, agile big men. Uh, Joel yeah. Embiid has always been a problem for, for Rudy Gobert. January is really where the ass kicking begins. Yeah. January is a tough month. Um, but I, I, if you go through December undefeated, I mean, if you haven't lost at that point, you're on the Chicago bulls level. Yeah. I mean the 72 and 10 Chicago bulls. Yeah. So I don't know what, Hey, maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe they will. That'd be good for us. Yeah. That'd drive a hell of a lot more interest through the jazz. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. Uh, Cody Strickland says came in late. Did you guys apologize for saying the Rockets will give us trouble? Why would I apologize for that? I, I don't know what I would be apologizing for. Uh, Neville 93 says, good morning, everybody. Gabe Lovely says, morning boys. L Dom, let's go. James Knight says, never wrong. Just own it. Ha ha. Of course. Um, it, it, let's okay. So I just want to say this. <laughs> I just want to say this. Everybody's like, Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. wrong. Great. I'm happy to be wrong. By the way, they won the game. We did say that they were going to win the game. I just want to make sure that everybody remembers that that little snippet. We did say they were going to win the game. I just thought it was going to be a bit closer than that, and the Rockets didn't shoot well last the night. The Rockets were awful. Last yeah, night. so like right. it's fine, you know. Like yeah. I, 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 we're definitely I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah, like, like if the you know. if the Jazz go eighty-two and zero, that's very good for our show. So I would, I, I'm happy to be to be wrong, you know, like. Yeah, I, th I thought Houston would make a jump shot last night. It's a it's a little surprising. Um, I think you saw, you know, what did we say would happen in this game? That the young guards and, and the athleticism of the, the Rockets would give the Jazz problems. And I think you saw that. I think you saw when you look at the numbers out of last night's game. So, you know, I mean, it's not all red wine and roses in that game. You know, if you look at, um, you know, certainly the the – Shot making for the Rockets lacked. What's the a nice way to say? My God, they're not very good at shooting the ball last night. No. Um, I mean, they they were 16 of 46. Um, or 9 of 44, excuse me, from three. The Jazz were 16 of 46. The Rockets shot 20% from three. They shot 32% from the floor. 31 of 95. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, with all due respect, like, I think we can all oh agree God. that the Rockets didn't play their best game. So, you know, it just is, it is what it is, but, man. Like, but you know. who had more offensive rebounds? I don't know. Uh, the Houston Rockets did, um, which is a little concerning, right? It's, it's a little concerning that, um, you know, the, the, the total turnovers were 20 for the Jazz. 20 11. turnovers, bro. 11 for the Houston Rockets, 20 turnovers for the, 20 the Utah Jazz, 20 turnovers for the Jazz last night, right? Points in the paint, 16th pick, whoa, uh, points in the paint last night, 40 points for a terrible Houston Rockets team, 40, almost half their points came in the paint, 40 points last night. So it's not all, it's not all red wine and roses in, I think it matters um, that, you know, when you look at, when you look at Rudy Gobert, like getting a technical foul, um, that's not great on a night where you're torching the Rockets. Like without question, the Utah jazz thumped 
the Houston Rockets. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I would just tell you there are some things that stand out to you in that game. Like athleticism, I don't, I don't – you can say we're right, wrong. You can say we're stupid and we don't watch games. Okay, great. Athleticism gives the Utah Jazz problems. It, it They're not an athletic team. And I think Boyan, Boyan Bogdanovich is a problem defensively right now. He is a guy that – that and the other thing that still kind of concerns me is you see Rudy Gobert trying to dribble – and it does not go well. Not in the NBA, it doesn't. It, so I'm curious as to you know how much, and we still haven't seen that jump shot. Yeah, so it's not there. It doesn't exist. Oh, it exists. I just mm. don't know why he's not trying to use it. Mm. So I don't. I, I I don't think we can definitively say that it exists yet because he's never shown it in an NBA game, um, in a, like a in a meaningful NBA game, yeah. a regular season setting. Um, cause preseason doesn't count. That's why it's called preseason. So, you know, I just think that, look, I, they handled business last night in terms of us and whether we're right or wrong. We did say they'd win the game. I just felt like it would be closer. I didn't think yeah. that the, the Rockets were going to shoot 20% from the field. I assumed 30, 32% from the field. Like that's average NBA numbers. And if they would have done that, this game would have, it would have been a eight to 10 point victory, just like we said, but they didn't do that. They shot 20%. So, you know, yeah, like the, the jazz are far better than the Houston Rockets. Yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> doubts that. That's I, not even the conversation. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. The jazz are four and oh, feel good about it. I, I, I have, you know, like I, they're, they're a good team right now. They're playing very good basketball right now. Um, and I think hey, every game you win is another scholarship that gets handed out, hand them out, man. Like, I love what the Jazz are doing right now. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I, I don't think that it is – I don't think it's – I have no problem saying we were wrong. I, I thought it would be a closer – I thought it would be a 10- to 15-point game. I think it's what we said on the show yesterday. They yeah. were – what were they, a nine-point favorite, yeah, nine I think? nine-point favorite. You know, I, I, my, my feeling was it was going to be a 10- to 15-point win. Um, but the points in the paint – and that's something we talk about a lot on the show, like points in the paint – um, and, and the jazz shooting percentage is what worries you those two things, because if, if you're, if you're consistently getting beat in the paint and you're consistently shooting 30 to 35% from three, you're going to lose. If you're the jazz, like who's matching up with the honest. Yeah, that's a problem. I don't know. Cause it's not bogey. It, and the other, it, obviously it's not Rudy. I don't know. You're and I Royce think O'Neal's matched up with Giannis. Well, he's a lockdown defender. He's right, the best right. defender in the league. If, uh -huh. You know, Royce O'Neal. Right. And by the way, the Jazz are the only undefeated team left in the NBA. And Did you guys know it. that the Jazz are the only undefeated team left in the NBA? Are you sure? I, I wasn't sure about that on Twitter last night. I, I uh, had to, like, triple check. Yeah. Um, Cody Strickland says, yes, they covered it four times uh, the spread. What do you mean? So they won by 36? Is that is that what you're saying? Okay, cool. I don't think they won by 36. I could be wrong. Um, I think they... They won by th 31, but anyway, uh, Hey, listen, the point is good. I'm glad the jazz won. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I I'm, think jazz fans want the fight when their team does good and doesn't want to talk about it when their team does bad. No, I think jazz fans or are you know, people that watch this show think we don't like the jazz, which is completely not true. And I would just tell you as a business, as somebody was talking about, you know, how we look like idiots. Okay. Well, Cool. You're here trying You're to here beat us and, our pros, and, it's, so. and it's good for business when the Jazz win. Anybody that thinks the Jazz, the Utes, BYU losing is good for us is crazy. 
because it just that does not exist. That does not exist. Yeah. And I'm ha- like I said, I'm happy to be I'm happy to be wrong about the game last night. I'll, I'll I will I will happily say I was wrong about the game. I thrilled about it. What do you think? Do you think mayo or honey mustard on the crow sandwich? How what do you feel? Uh, I'm much more of a of a ranch guy. Thanks. Okay. Um, especially if that meat's a little rancid. Uh, LOL, morning guys. I was being funny when I hacked, uh, heckled on Twitter. Love you guys. Oh no, I'm not mad about oh. it. I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought it was. I'm not mad yeah. about it at all. I think it's funny. I also thought it I was just it. funny that I can open my Twitter app on my new amazing iPhone gazillion terabyte storage <laughs> device and open Twitter, and literally it's like 20. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like 25 straight tweets when the Jazz are 4-0, only undefeated team left in the nba you guys like, are idiots you no, know I told you that's all well, I guess you guys are wrong i i'm not mad about it at all i thought it was funny i really was did funny. i was laughing about it last night yeah we did laugh about it yeah which is good and 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 again i'm i'm happy they win it's good for us when they win and it's good when byu wins especially when bronco mendenhall comes back to provo uh to take on his beloved beloved as he called it special place in my heart the BYU Cougars. And this is going to be an interesting game because I think one of the things that really stands out here is the passion one side or the other on Bronco Mendenhall. And it has been an interesting discussion on Twitter this week. Uh, and on YouTube, we put out a video of, of, you know, we were talking about how you need to stand and applaud Bronco Mendenhall when he rolls out onto that field. And then when kickoff happens, you need to wish him the worst of luck. And that is exactly how it should be at BYU because this is a big football game. BYU needs to win this game. It's yet another opportunity to prove your medal against a P5 team. It's at home, and they throw the football all over the field, the Virginia mm-hmm. Cavaliers do. This is going to be a very, very difficult game, Jake. Do you have a feeling one way or another of how this goes? Um, I think if BYU is going to win this game, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I Has think, to I be. Think, I think we can no longer be like, hey, well, if BYU plays defense, they're going to win this game. Because they don't play defense. Was they that don't. an attempt at a BYU radio voice? Because that was the other we thing. We can break. Do we need to do? We... No, we don't. BYU no, radio. Stop. Um, but that was the thing that everybody was <laughs> was talking about yesterday. By the way, but um, I do think it's interesting that if you if you look at how the Virginia Cavaliers play, they're going to throw the football all over the place, and it's going to be interesting to see how in in what new wrinkles BYU brings to the field to take on Virginia because you can't play the same defense you've been playing this year and expect to win. I think you you are in a position where you have to adjust in this secondary. Um, and I don't know exactly how they're going to do that, um, but you're coming off of a win. Um, this is a, a late game. It, it is, by the way, don't forget, it's on ESPN2. Oh. Utah and UCLA are on ESPN. So it's an all Utah ESPN night. Um, but UVA is everybody's pick to win this game. BYU is only a two and a half point home favorite, which actually means they're a dog because being at home is worth three points. So just about everybody believes that Virginia is going to win this game. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, so to win this game, if you're BYU, it, it's about time of possession. So you got you have to limit how many opportunities Virginia gets. And how do you do that? You run the football effectively, right? That's how you chew clock. That's how you possess the football yes. for 30 minutes in a football game. And so 
you know, I know that that sounds cliche or that sounds like, hey, this is what everybody says, but I truly believe that in this particular game, because the back end of that BYU defense is just terrible, like not good, uh, and this Virginia team can throw it all over the place, I think you got to run the football and you got to run it effectively. I think that's the beginning and the end for, for BYU. I think it goes without saying you can't turn the football over in this game. It goes without saying that you need a clean game, not a lot of penalties, not a lot of mental mistakes. You know, that's the kind of effort it's going to take to win this game. And no, I'm not calling them a favorite in this game at all. I don't I don't think they deserve to be a favorite in this game after the inconsistencies we've seen the last couple of weeks. So, you well, know, here's the question that has to be asked. How many times has BYU scored 30 points with Jaron Hall as their starting quarterback? Yeah. Not once. Yeah. Not a single time. And that's because Jaron Hall is is it has been here recently a very limited quarterback. And so when you look at their win against Arizona, they won 24-16. You look at the win against Utah, BYU won 26-17. You look at the win against Arizona State, BYU won 27-17. Yeah. And Baylor Romney threw that final touchdown. Um, you look at the win over South Florida, 35-27. Baylor Romney throws for 305 yards. You look at the win at Utah State, Jaron Hall does not play again. They score 34, and they win 34 to 20 with, with Romney and Jacob Conover. Yeah. Well, then you go to Boise State, and you lose, and you only score 17 points. You go to Baylor, and you lose, and you only score 24 points. And then you beat Washington State in what was ugly football, and you only scored 21 points. That's why I think you have to lean Virginia here. Mm-hmm. Because Jaron Hall-led offenses don't produce big offense. Yeah. They don't produce 30, 35, 38, 42-point games. They do not. And when you look at what Virginia does, on the flip side of this, all Virginia does is score 30 points. I mean, that's all they do. Because they throw the ball all over the yard, right? So when they beat Georgia Tech 48-40, to 40, when they beat Duke 48 to nothing, when they beat Louisville 34-30, when they beat Miami 30-28, all they do is lose to UNC 59-39. They lost and scored 39 points. They they beat Illinois 42-14. They beat William & Mary 43 to nothing. It's a high-potent offense. This is an offense that scores 30-plus points week in and week out with one week being an exception. Yeah, And it's because they throw the football exceptionally well. And it's because you have a quarterback – um, and Brennan Armstrong that completes 64% of his passes and averages nine yards per completion, and he doesn't turn the football over much. Yep. 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. Against a defense at BYU, frankly, in the secondary that has really struggled. And I don't know how you change that over the course of one week because BYU's secondary was not good against Washington State. Now, Malik Moore... He's the guy that turns the ball over for that BYU defense, specifically in that secondary. He's going to have to do that again because if BYU doesn't, doesn't get off the field on third down, which they do not, and if BYU does not cause turnovers, they're not going to beat Virginia. So my guess is turnovers are going to determine this game. Yeah, I agree, and, and, I, and I think you know the lack of turnovers can also decide it. You know, if, if you Again, if you play a clean game, if you're BYU – you at least give yourself a chance. But, I mean, th this whole idea of 
you know, some weeks they're able to run the football, other weeks they're not able to run the football, some weeks they need it through the air, other weeks it's on the ground. Like, they're just an inconsistent team. Are they capable? Yes. But are they inconsistent? Yes, very much so. Yeah. And so I think, you know, to me, this is a, this has to be a Tyler Algier show. I mean, the guy's got to have 150 at least, you know. You and, have to possess the football. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that – I also think, you know, all this this whole play calling thing where they get super conservative and it puts them behind the sticks, that can't happen this week. Like, like you can't be third and eight the whole game and think you're going to have any kind of shot to win this ball game. I mean, you got to be – you got to be third and less than five the whole game, and then you'll have a chance to win this game. Which, how do you do that as a football team? You run for five yards on first down. So, again, like I said, it, it, the beginning and the end is Tyler Algier and that offensive line doing their damn job. And if that happens, BYU will be in this thing. Yeah, and I think when you look at what the identity of BYU's offense is, especially with Jaron as your starting quarterback, you're going to be more conservative. Um, and I think you're going to try and control – the line of scrimmage. Now, you should be able to do that against this Virginia D line, frankly. Um, but you can't have, you know, second and 11, second and nine. Yeah. You have to win on first down. You, it, like, you have to get four, five, six yards of carry on first down. You have to have play action success on first down. And really, if, you're, if, if you look at what this offense has been since Jaron got back into the starting lineup, You've been very plotting. You've been very methodical. You have not been able to move the football consistently in long, long drives, right? And to me, it doesn't matter who you play. Your identity not really ever, never really changes. Yeah. And for Jaron Hall, his identity is a guy that has to run the football to be fully effective. I'm curious. We saw a little bit more of mobile Jaron against Washington state. Do we get more of that? Because from what I understand, he's not nearly a hundred percent physically. So it's going to be difficult for him to run in volume, but I think Jaron Hall has to use his legs. If BYU is going to win this football game. And unfortunately, when you know, the other team steps off the bus and they've put a 30 spot on the board, you can't make mistakes on either side of the football. So things like turnovers are not a possibility. Yeah. And I'm not worried about turnovers. I BYU had one game where they turned the ball over. No, I'm worried about Jaron trying to make do something too much. That's what I'm worried about. I don't I, I don't worry about Algier fumbling or whatever like that. That to me I agree with you is a one-off thing, but but I worry about, you know, hey, we're down two, two and a half scores here. Yeah. We got to push the ball down the field and I'm Jaron Hall and I don't have good touch on my deep ball. Turnover. You know, like that's what I think, you know, is a possibility this week. So I, I just this game on paper does not look good for BYU. That said, I still think they can win it. It's just going to take really good execution. What do we see out of secondary? What do we see out of defense? Because the other thing that's pretty apparent is BYU is not great in coverage, but they don't give up a whole ton of touchdown passes. Yeah. Utah State was really the game where, good Lord, they got what they wanted through the air. Mm -hmm. But if you look back to the Baylor game, Baylor won that game on the ground. Yeah, they got a touchdown pass, but I don't believe they got two in that game. Um, I think Utah State's the only team that's gotten more than one touchdown pass on BYU. The problem for BYU is they are not, they are not focused on stopping the football from the 20s. From, from their 20 to your 20, BYU's happy to give you seven, eight yards of catch 
underneath the, the defense. And I hate that. It makes me crazy. But BYU, when they, their back has been against the wall, they've played decent red zone pass coverage. And I think you're going to have to do that again. The, the bigger the question for me is, how many big plays does Virginia get? Yeah. Right? Because I think BYU, BYU has to limit mistakes. Like, you can afford no mistakes on defense. You can't afford blown coverages. You cannot drop interceptions. Um, Which they do all the time. I mean, and they only won that Utah State game because they got two picks in that game. Yeah. But, excuse me, I'm battling a, a – a hiccup but my point is BYU can't afford mistakes in this game because as much as we talk about explosive offense at Virginia that's who they are I mean their 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 numbers their numbers do not do not lie um I think this is going to be a very close game um you know I mean you're, you're looking at a Cavaliers offense that puts up 405 yards through the air a game yeah it, uh, if you're playing, the, I don't know that this is going to be a close game. If dude. you're playing the Boy Scouts, I don't care. If you put up 405 yards a game, you can throw the football pretty well. Um, but I think the thing that you you look at with BYU is that again, you've played some decent offenses. Like BYU controlled Arizona State. BYU got run all over at Baylor. The question yeah. is, what what is it? How good can this defense be tomorrow? Yeah, my, that's the only question I have. My biggest worry is just that this is a prolific throwing offense. Like Arizona State, they're athletic. You know, the, he like yes, Jaden can throw it a little bit, but like this Virginia offense, like it just feels a little bit next level, and that really concerns yeah. me. You know, I'm not saying that that BYU sucks or they're not a good team or anything. They are a good team, but but again, quality, you know, really takes over. So when you can execute through the air, I mean, you're there's not much your secondary is going to be able to do when you're talking about a secondary that constantly is giving up seven or eight yards because they play this too deep, you know, everything in front of us defense that like, so it just worries me. I, I, I could easily see this being a blowout. I could easily see this being a, yes, a 35 to, you know, 17 win for Virginia. I could see that for sure. They're that capable. The thing that scares you is Brennan Armstrong's game log. And I, I, this is what you lack at BYU. Yeah. 396, 364, 487 against Louisville and what is maybe one of their best wins. 268, 407, 554 against North Carolina, 405 and 339. And the other thing that really stands out to you is he runs the ball pretty well. He had 100 against Georgia Tech, 34, minus 23, 19, 33, minus 16, and 31. And the other thing that he's been doing more, um, watching watching some of their highlights, he's been running in the red zone more. And I think that's something that is really difficult to defend, Yeah, is mobile quarterbacks in the red zone. And I think, one, he's a left-handed quarterback, which is something to pay attention to. Um, because you don't, you don't see that very often. So it's more difficult to scheme for his blind side is flipped. Yep. His strong side is flipped. Now he's going to be throwing to, you know, essentially to the offense's left side a lot more. Um, so it's something to watch for. I mean, does that play to BYU strengths? I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be, I, I think, I think Virginia is going to score probably 38 points in this game. And so the question is, how much do you believe in Jaron Hall? Because 
Virginia's going to sell out to stop Tyler Algier. And listen, T.A.'s your best player. The guy's a stud. But when he's facing seven, eight, nine guys and his first contact is at the line of scrimmage on a lot of plays, that's scary. Not a recipe for success. So, again, back to the top. Yep. Jaron Hall's going to have to win the football game for you. And I think the question is, you know, without without a D line, like because I, I don't look at I don't look at Virginia's defense as anything spectacular. Like, especially up front, you really should be able to control them. Now let's see who trots out there on the offensive line. But you really should be able to control the line of scrimmage when you're on offense. Yeah. Really should be able to control that. Because I look at some of the some of the numbers. I mean, you gave up 240 yards rushing or 270 yards rushing um, and 7.9 yards per rush to Georgia Tech. So you really should be able to run the football on Virginia. You would hope, right? Yes. You're going to have – if, if, if you're, you need that to control the clock. And Jaron Hall's got to have a massive football game. And, again, I mean – I, I just want to see them score 30 points. Yeah. If well. BYU can score 30 points, I also want a winning lottery ticket. But yeah, I mean, when's the, I mean, it, I just think it's an unrealistic expectation. Because that's I, not who that's not who this offense has been yeah. with Jaron Hall in the game. Yeah. I mean, put Baylor in the game. We're having a different conversation. Jaren's right. But you're but Jaron's starting this game. Yeah. And, and I think we're at a point now where we have to stop talking about who's a better quarterback because it doesn't matter because this is Jaron Hall's football team. This is Jaron Hall's offense, and I really hate that about sports. I really hate that this whole dynamic of, hey, well, this is this guy's team, even though he's not nearly as good as the guy coming off the bench. <laughs> like, you know, and then we and then we're gonna get all pissed off when when B- BYU doesn't go to a, a New Year's Six. I think with 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 Jaron, I just don't know why he's not running. And I want, I need to understand that. Is it because you're injured and we're just making a business decision that you're not going to run because you're not fooling anybody? No, no, there's not a defense. I haven't seen a defense in a month scheme to stop the quarterback from running on this team. Yeah. They know he's not running and it, it hurts Tyler Algier that those are, that's the hard conversation um, is that it hurts Tyler Algier. And I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what, Jaron Hall's value is if he's not going to run because frankly I I I just don't think he is anything other than an average thrower of the football. Yeah. His his short to intermediate throws are not fabulous. They're not accurate. They're ba- the back shoulder throw is not very good. And you you when you when you're BYU and you're trailing you're not going to win games. This team has to play from ahead. Yeah. Because they don't have the big play in their offense as much as you would like. They, they You don't have the go-to big play. Like, Jaron Hall can throw fly balls, and Puka Nakua is going to run down there and catch him because he's going to out-athlete the corner, right? Because as a wide receiver, you already have the advantage. But when you have a guy like Puka Nakua that's very good at catching footballs, you can get away with throwing fly balls to him. But those won't win you games. What's going to win you a game is getting thir- getting 10 on third and seven. That's what's going to win you a game. And you got to do that throwing the football. I, and I, I will say again, Isaac Rex is a guy that needs to be far more involved in this offense. Yeah. But the issue is, 
Isaac Rex is not involved in the offense because Jaron Hall doesn't have an intermediate game. And his intermediate game used to be that he would run the ball. But now he doesn't run the ball, and Isaac Rex is suffering because of it. So I don't know it. what you do here because you're <laughs> not – I'm telling you that I'd be shocked if, if Virginia does not come off that bus and score 30 points. I'd be surprised because Armstrong is a hell of a thrower of the football. Yeah. And it's been a weakness for BYU. So I'm somewhere in the order of 38-28. And if if BYU scores 30 or more points, I think this is this is absolutely a nail-biting game. I just don't know why we would believe that BYU can score 30 points. Agreed. 100% agree. What have you seen in, in – and again, drop your score prediction in the comments. Um, and there's a lot of comments on this. Um, let's see. Thirty. Eric C. says 34-20 Virginia. Grocock made fake accounts to steal the election, says 42-2 Virginia. <laughs> Greg Hawkins says I'm going with 45-24 Virginia. Uh, BYU fan CJ says doesn't matter if you out, if, if you out up 500 yards. If you put up 500 yards, Wake Forest held them to 17 points. Okay, so in one game, one game, they don't score 30 points. But every other game. game they do. I will remind you that when you look at the Wake Forest game, you're absolutely right. Brennan Armstrong, he threw for 407 yards. And they only scored 17 points. So it's a defensive problem. Okay, cool, bro. Yeah. That means that BYU should be able to score 37 points, right? Come on. That you're going to die on that hill. You believe because we've seen Jaron Hall score 30 points never why would I believe? Why should you believe? Give me an idea of why all of a sudden we should buy into this theory that BYU should score 30 points when Jaron has never put up 30 points. What are we seeing that says he's going to do that against a prolific offense? Because when you only score 17 and the quarterback still scores for throws for 400, you're still pretty good. You just had a bad game. And then, by the way, by the way, I would remind you, every other game they've scored 30 points. Yeah. Every other game. So, football is absolutely a game of identity. There's, there's no doubt about that. Virginia scores 30 points every game but one. BYU scores 30 points every game that Jaron Hall doesn't start. Well, Jaron Hall's starting tomorrow, so should we all believe that they're going to score 30 points? No. I don't believe that we should. I think that what is the best predictor of, of future outcomes? Past outcomes. The past is absolutely the best predictor of the future. And so, CJ, with all due respect, I just don't see how you're going to hold on to one game where Brennan Armstrong still threw for 407 yards, and that's the reason that BYU is going to win the game? So then should we pick – Virginia to win the game? What was the worst game of the year for B because Boise State? So now all of a sudden BYU's gonna fumble every time they get the ball and they're just they just turn it over all the time, right? No, that was one game where they had turnover issues in the rain against Boise State. 
They don't turn the ball over on the regular. They don't fumble the ball on the regular. They don't throw interceptions on the regular. Jaron doesn't run on the regular. Jaron doesn't score 30 points on the regular. You have to go with with who your your team is. Be honest. I say it all the time. Understand who you are and where you are. With this version of Jaron Hall, they're a 26, 27, 28 point team. Maximum. Maximum. They're a 20. If we're being real honest. Against the best teams they've seen, they've plotted and struggled, and they've scored 20 points. That's what scares you. Against Washington State, they scored 20 points. It's a little concerning for me because I think BYU has the potential to win this game. I just don't know that they can do it if they got to score 30 points. So my, I guess my the, the pendulum, if you will, the swinging pendulum is, does Virginia score 30 points in this game? Yes. How do they not? Because they score 30 points in every game. Except one. <laughs> in Wake Forest's defense, they are undefeated this year. They could probably give BYU a run for their money, too. Let's not downplay Virginia in chat. Well, that's what I'm saying. Spencer Morgan says, Jaron Hall's not getting you 38 points. I don't believe he is either. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, geez, you guys make it sound like Jaron is the next Charlie Brewer out there. Yeah, he's not that good. So, Jeremy Bolton and BYU fan CJ. Give me the scouting report on Jaron Hall, because here's mine. This is a guy that's injured. He's not going to run the football, and he doesn't throw the ball well underneath. So all we need to do is, one, stack the box, minimum seven guys. Every one of our 11 guys on defense is within 10 yards in the line of scrimmage. Because even when he does throw a deep ball, he usually isn't. And you tell me, I'm just being honest. Does Jaron Hall, is he the quarterback that lays the deep ball out in front of the receiver? No. No. He's the guy that throws the ball way up in the air. It starts raining because he threw it so high up in the air. And then Puka Nakua or Sampson or, you know, Gunnar Romney or whoever had to go up and make a play to make the play happen. Happen. Okay, so he throws for 300 yards because he's got, in my opinion, great receivers making plays on, on deep balls. But you know that if, if you want to beat BYU, you don't stop Jaron Hall. You stop Tyler Algier, and you beat BYU. Because when he runs for 150 yards or more, BYU's probably going to beat you. Because what is BYU doing? Keeping Brennan Armstrong over on the sideline. Burning clock, right? We're burning clock. We're controlling the game. When, yep. when he, you know, TA's getting eight yards of carry on first down, everything's good. It's going to be tough for Virginia to score 30 points in that case. Got a good chance to win the game. But Jaron Hall, as a scouting report, is this guy's not 100%. If you hit him, he's probably going to get hurt. He is not somebody that you have to worry about RPO, right, because he's not keeping the football. And, in, and until he beats me, like, and I'll say this, yeah. against what was at Baylor, Baylor, where he had the 56-yard keeper on that fourth and one, and everybody on defense, I believe all 11 guys in the entire, ba entire Baylor sideline, tried to tackle Tyler Algier, <laughs> so Jaron kept the ball and ran. Like, the defensive end never even looked at Jaron Hall. It was amazing. But you can say I'm sitting here ripping Jaron Hall. I'm just telling you the facts. The facts are he doesn't run the football. The facts are he's not a gifted thrower of the ball. The facts are his underneath stuff is not great. So until he can prove that he can beat us underneath, I'm selling out to stop the run. And every one of my 11 defenders is within 10, 9, 10 yards in the line of scrimmage. Because I'm not letting BYU run the football on me. Yeah. And if they do, Tyler Algier is going to run through all 11 of my football players. 
That's how I would scheme to beat BYU because Jaron Hall's not really that much of a threat. If you think about it, Tyler Algier has won you the games you've won. Who won the game against Washington State? That'd be Tyler Algier. So I, I don't think I'm like breaking any kind of news here. No. I think not. this is who BYU is. Yeah. This is who they are, right? So, again, Jeremy Bolton, BYU fan, CJ, everybody who says I'm ripping Jaron Hall, tell me tell me what I've said here today that's wrong. Tell me what I've said that's wrong. Neville93 says, did you guys see what happened to Arizona Cardinals yesterday? Holy crap. Yeah, A.J. Green's controller ran out of batteries. Yeah. According to Jake. Dax Johnson says, morning, boys. Do you even watch jazz games? We don't. No. Eric C. says, Jaron Hall will show his NFL readiness this weekend. Eric? Please. Eric? He probably should have gone to San Diego State. He'd be in Thank a better you, spot. Jake. Thank you. Yeah. Derek Gray says, so what happened to the Rockets last night? Well, they lost. They shot 20% um, from the field. That's what happened. Rectangle. W-R, the number three, C-K-T-A-N-G-L-E. Okay. Rectangle. Sure. Wrecked him. He damn near killed him. Uh, not, the, not to change the subject, but how about them Packers? Stop. Bro, you're pissing us off now. Um, the Chicago Bears are the best team in football. And in the NFC North, obviously. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of which, Boyd Lake says, uh, people say Jaron Hall has a higher ceiling than Romney or Conover. If that were true, the offense could come from behind to beat Boise State and put up 30 on an opponent. Because <laughs> it's not true. Uh, he also says Jaron put a lid on the BYU offense and caps their production at 24 to 28. Yeah, I agree. Eric C says it doesn't matter who's QB for BYU. They're still going to finish eight and four. Boyd Lake says Virginia 42, BYU 24. Oof. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Oof. Without his running ability, Jaron is worse than Charlie Brewer. <laughs> you know. It's a tough argument. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not even being a jerk, but. Charlie Brewer was a good thrower of the football underneath. The guy just has a noodle, so he can't throw it deep. <laughs> and he quit. He's a quitter. So, oh, my God, dude. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, let's put Xbox up. If Jaron has a huge game, I get the Xbox. If Jaron sucks, I treat you guys for dinner. I, I'm fat. I don't need dinner, man. Yeah, we're dude, we're plump. Come on. Guy, it, Come on. it's as simple as... Your word is your your word is your bet, man. Like all the jazz fans telling us how dumb we are. Your word is your bet. Okay, cool. We're stupid. Jaron's not scoring thirty points. It's not week. happening, I dude. Mean, I, I you know, Tyler Algier is from Fontana. He can run through anything. This sh this show should have been titled "The Trials and Tribulations of Jaron Hall." The <laughs> Aztecs would love to have Jaron. Yes, they would. <laughs> hey, I'm. Hey, uh, Cody says, hey, I'm no, we're off the jazz subject, but I'm really impressed with Whiteside. I would agree. We've talked about Hassan a lot this week. Uh, Eric C says, they hate on Jaron Hall. Shake my head. Greg Shake Hall that head, boy, because <laughs> he's going to be shaking his head, too, when they lose by 20. Spend, hey, listen, Eric C, you are, you should win the troll of the week. Like, yeah. I'm serious. You are amazing. Uh, Derek Ray says, I'm just pointing out the hot take the other day about Rockets beating Utah, so holding you guys accountable. Yeah, point it out, dude. Let's talk about it. We talked about it for the first 10 minutes of the show. We talked about it for 15 minutes. Can Conover take the Jazz to a, to the finals? I don't know. I mean, are they going to bench Rudy for Jacob Conover? If they do, I mean, the Jazz are the best team are, ever. Are the Jazz at the, is the team that the Jazz play going to shoot more than 20% from the field? Are, are, they, are they actually going to, like, show up and make a jump shot? Or... 
Jeremy Bolton says 84 to 3 BYU over Thank Virginia. Thank you. That's a much more realistic, you know. Jaron throws for 600 yards. I like it. If Jaron throws for 600 yards, I'll cut off a toe. I mean, I can get you a toe. If you guys ever want to kick um, it, we'll flow. Cody Strickland says, hey, Jeremy, I bet a Coke with these guys, and they still won't take it after they want it from me. No, I don't take things from listeners, man. We give. We don't take. Cam Harrison says, if BYU beats USC but loses to Virginia, BYU will be 5-0 and in the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. That's right, Cody. Uh, or, excuse me, Cam. That's exactly right. You know, it is what it is. Um, Utah. UCLA. Again, I don't know what happened to Utah fan. You have everything to play for here. You win this game, you pretty much lock up the South unless you absolutely blow your feet off. But you pretty much lock up the South. Like, it's over. UCLA is what's right in front of you. Wait, I'm going to say 38-28 Virginia. <laughs> what are you going to say? Yeah, 38-24 Virginia. Ass-kicking, dude. Thirty. You're not even... Nope, I'm not. Okay, 38-28, BYU loses. Jake says 38-24. And then on Monday, you're going to say I said 90-3. to BYU loses. Well, you know, we're pretty even in pick this year. Yeah. So, you know. Okay, good talk. It is what it All is. Right. Um, on the other side of this thing, I really like Utah this weekend. UCLA is turning out to be exactly who Jake said they were, which is Chip Kelly's football team, um, which is they don't win big games. And they have the moments where they can win those big games, and then Oregon rolls out and beats them anyway. And Without their best back. Brylark continues to be proven right on this show because he is adamant, as he DMs me all the time about Oregon being the best team in the Pac-12, that Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. You know, I mean, I, if BYU was in the Pac-12, they'd be the best team, but right, they're not. Right, because they're undefeated. So, Oregon, you know. Wait, BYU has a better record than the Jazz in the Pac-12. Wait, anyway. did you guys know that, that <laughs> BYU is the only undefeated NBA team left? No, did you know that BYU is the only undefeated team in the Pac-12? All gas, no break. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Stop. Woo! Um, I love Utah tomorrow. Utah's on the uh, on the Big Boy ESPN network. Uh, it's sort of Halloween night. Sort of? Sort of. <laughs> well, no. fuck, man. It's the 30th, not the 31st. <laughs> you know. Uh, Utah's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The the number's 60-and-a-half. Jesus. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Well, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't know. Cam Rising is going to be amazing. See, I don't know. I feel like this game's got, got – um, going against what everyone thinks written all over it. Well, here's the problem. Devin Lloyd is out the first half because of targeting. So that's never a good thing. As we saw against their complete collapse against Oregon State, good Lord, was that ugly. Cam Rising is, in my opinion, been a real steady presence at quarterback. He's He has, he has done, I think, very well for the Utes. He can throw the football. And in, in an improbable season where – Doing very well for the Utes was not at all a gimme. Um, and the question's going to be how how Utah's defense controls uh, DTR in the in in his ability to inflict his will on the game, um, because you know Dorian Thompson Robinson is everything that you want Jaron Hall to be, but he actually is everything that you want. You're <laughs> anyway. The point is, he can run, he can throw, 
And the question is what Utah's defense will do to contain DTR. And I think when you look at you look at UCLA being 3-0 on the road, Stanford, Arizona, and Washington are their wins. Utah's better than all of those teams combined. Combine all their rosters and the Utes are still better. That's not true. The point is, Utah's better. This is at home. It's going to be a chilly 30, 40-degree night at Rice-Eccles Stadium. It's an 8 o'clock kick, I think, uh, on ESPN. Um, and I think you are going to struggle mightily if you're UCLA to consistently move the football against this Ute defense, especially in the second half. I love the Utes in this game, Jake. Yeah, I think uh, that's why I think it's not going to be a super high-scoring game as, as the – you know, the paper says, like, I think this is a game, you know, where you've got a team in UCLA who's shown, who hasn't shown the ability to, to go on the road and, and win the big game. Um, and Utah, a, again, a team that's just playing with a lot of momentum. And I think are going to be out to prove a point because of that, because of that blow up they had. So I think that the Utah defense is going to decide this game as it always does for Utah. You know, if, if you're able to keep things in check, if, I mean, obviously you're never going to stop DTR the whole time, but if you can kind of hold him in check and kind of keep the reins on him and not allow him to go off for 50, 60 yard, huge game breaking runs, I, I think you're going to be fine. Uh, I, I, I really do. Cause I think that's really where UCLA thrives when, when, when he gets those big runs and then they run play action off of that, and there's just a, there's a great dynamic that they can create. But if you stop them, uh, or if you stop DTR, that you're going to be in good shape. I think the question is who's going to run the ball better. Mm -hmm. Tavion Thomas has become your number one guy, the guy you can count on. He stopped turning the ball over, and I thought it was interesting the other day. Um, I was listening to actually Porter Larson in for Spence and some guy I'd never heard of that he had on the show was talking about how um, that when UCLA runs for 200 yards, they're undefeated. And when Utah gives up 200 yards, they're winless. Yeah. And you already knew whoever run the football better in this matchup is going to win the game. But that's a very telling stat. It's shocking to me that Utah would give up 200 yards on the ground at home. That's surprising. That would be impressive. For UCLA. Yeah. That would be a feat. That would be like, even hey, we're without, better than you. Even without Devin Lloyd, I got to think that BYU's, or excuse me, that Utah's going to give up less than 200 yards on the ground. Yeah. I, I. Well, and it's not like Devin's out the whole game. As you were saying, he's just missing the first half. So, like, you know, I – I don't know. I, I think we shouldn't overthink this one. I think it's at Rice Eccles. I think it's Utah. It's a night game. It's their defense. It like it, it's going to be loud in that building. Like you know, you know but what this, it is. I'm telling you, he, he, and this is why this game's so hard to predict. UCLA's best bet on defense is the run game. I mean, they're really good against the run on defense. They're terrific. Utah runs the ball very well. So what gives? And I think in that situation, you're going to lean towards Utah at home. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be something of a 31-27 kind of game. And I think mm -hmm. that you're going to have to run the football effectively. I think you're going to have to find a way um, to mix in a big player too. And you're going to have to control the clock and run the ball. And I think Utah's going to do that. I'm going to take Utah 31-27.
Yeah, I mean, I would like to see Utah win this game by just a touch more. I think, you know, you uh, 31-24, I, I don't want it to be that close. You know, I feel like if it's that close, you know, in close football games, talent tends to take over at the end. And, and I don't want I don't want DTR to be in a position where he can make a play to win the game. You know, I don't want that. So, so to me, you know, I, I, I'm going to take Utes to win the game because it's a night game. It's at Rice-Eccles. It's going to be cold. You know, this is this is prime Utah weather, you know, for football. So, to me, I'm going 31-21, and I think, you know, Utah has a great night. 31-21, mm-hmm. Utah wins. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. I'm... UCLA is going to score more than 21. Okay. 31-27, Utah. Okay. Utah. I think Utah's going to win, and they're going to win the South. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says UCLA 84, Utah 3. Jaron throws for 600 yards. Here's the game plan. Teddy Wayman 24-21 Utes. Greg Hawkins says, will this be the second half ASU defense or the second half uh, OSU defense? We'll find out. Jeremy Bolton says, so you're taking Utah who lost to a Jaron Hall-led BYU team? Shame, shame. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But this is also a much better Utah team than when we saw them against BYU. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, Jeremy, you're salty today. Why is Jeremy upset? I Because I didn't take BYU to win. And now he 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 is all about that. Jaron Hall is a god. And he doesn't remember who Ty Detmer is. Got or it. Steve Young or Steve Sarkeesian or Max Hall's mom. Okay. Taysom Hill. Luca's or, mom? Uh, he remembers Luca's mom. Okay. My guess. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I've been salty all week. Yeah. Jeremy Bolton says Jaron Hall equals Alex Caruso. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just – and, Jeremy, this is the thing. And I'll just ask you very diplomatically, very nicely. Well, let's talk about it. I'm a good listener. Have I been wrong about Jaron Hall? Now, I know I got the Jazz wrong against Houston last night. Have I been wrong about Jaron Hall? From the time we told you he'd win the starting job two weeks before it was announced, from the time we told you he was injured, like Monday, have we been wrong about Jaron Hall? I don't think we have. I think we've been pretty good on BYU this year. I still maintain he's an average quarterback if he's not going to run. So, Are you going to play the NFL locks music and stuff? Um, Yeah, you want me to? I can I can do that. Monty and Jake are giving you their locks for college and NFL football, plus the inside info you need to know to make the right call. Now let's get you the locks. Here's Monty. Okay, can we just be honest that this is a dog shit week in the NFL, and there's not a whole <laughs> lot of interesting games? Um, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' family hates Aaron Rodgers. Wait, can you say that again? <laughs> Danica Patrick hates Aaron Rodgers. I hate Aaron Rodgers, too. Olivia Munn hates Aaron Rodgers. I hate A.J. Green, too. Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. And my hope is that at some point he gets hit by a school bus walking his small dog. And his small dog lives and Aaron dies. I, You know. Yellow school bus wins. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no pack, no. Uh, I have no idea what A.J. Green was doing last night. I don't want him to get hit by a bus. More like a what? cement more like a cement mixer. Uh, anyway, the point is, um, I don't know what AJ Green was doing last night, because if he just acts like a wide receiver, he wins the game for the Cardinals. But alas he didn't. 
Of course not. And the MFing Packers won the game. And Aaron Rodgers gets to say, I told you so again. And I woke up and my groin hurt this morning. And now I know why, because Aaron Rodgers just continues to kick me in the balls. Again um, and again. I would remind people that the last team to do what the Packers have done and run the table like this after an opening night loss was the 1994 San Francisco 49ers who went on to win the Super Bowl. Dude, ah! why? Why? See, why do you got to say that? If the Packers win the Super Bowl, I'll still keep watching football. Dude. Anyway, the point is, the point is, this is not a great week. But the good news is the Chicago Bears, the Bears. are going to win a game. Yeah. The Monsters at the Midway, Khalil Mack's going to set his, like, bag on freaking Jimmy G's chin. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Let's go, baby. I, like, feel really good. Jimmy Mack and stuff. Jimmy McMahon and Walter Payton's going to crawl out of the crypt and beat that 49er ace. And Jaron All 2.0. Oh wait, wait. Britt wants to stop the music. Stop the music. Don't get yourself too excited. You'll be extra depressed when they don't win. Listen, I have to wake up every day next to you, so I'm always extra depressed. Oh! <laughs> where are my flags? They arrived today. I'm going to be throwing flags over so, the place. So, admittedly, Mrs. Monty is doing better at picking NFL games than I am this year. Um, I just have not made much effort. In, I I should apologize open. Not that any of our family listens well, to this Well, we show. have a lot to apologize for today, Yeah, right? we don't know what we're talking about. Um... I have not put much effort into the family football pickups. I usually just go, okay, good, 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 bing, good, bing, good. Bing, 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 bing. Hey, look at the Bills logo. Let's pick them. Um, honey. Anyway. Uh, who Seriously, are... I think my mom won the league one year just off of picking uniforms that she liked. Which one she liked better than the other one won the league. By the way, your 96-year-old mom is getting some D, and she seems much wow. happier these days. Wow. Um, She's getting some D. <laughs> what? Some defense. Yeah, some vitamin D. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's got a son. We're, yeah. Going to, we're going to Hawaii. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, what do you she, mean? She's dating dude, and she's pretty happy about it. So your mom, mm-hmm. your mom, who's mm-hmm. been single since your dad died, which is yeah. just a okay, statement we're, of fact. Okay, we're dropping the it NFL is. stuff. That's we're just talking a about this. Of we're fact. talking about this. What? What? About mom and dating. Okay, so the mother-in-law has been single for a while. Like, I mean, the wetlands haven't been wet in a wow. very long time. What? Wow. I'm talking, there's a global drought. Anyway, <laughs> you know, um, the, the, the beef wow. is aged at this point. Wow. Um, but she's Man, fine. Man, the best thing was when we, when we had to explain beef curtains to my mom one time playing Cards Against Humanity seriously hilarious and i think jake is mortified he needs more therapy that's right i forgot about that but go ahead sorry we were playing cards against humanity oh my god your mother-in-law your mom my mother-in-law your mother is 60 she's 75 this year and we put extra years on her uh we were playing cards against humanity and i don't know how beef curtains came up which if you know you know because i'm not explaining what it is but we explained that night to her what it was. And she was absolutely. And then there was that. What was they? The, there was an abortion joke. Like, yeah, okay, we're going too far off the rails. Anyways, dude, Cards Against yeah. Humanity was terrible that night, but it was amazing. Um, so anyway, so your mom has been single since your dad's ultimate demise. You turn the drops up a little bit. You went, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, a little too low. Oh, my bad. Yeah. OK, come on. Let's go. Tell the story. So. Yeah. So your mom's been single for a minute. And you, on the other hand, have not been single for a minute. 
What do you, are, are you Hello? working right now? Hello, Donnie. I'm sorry. Do you have a job to do over there? I'm sorry. No! Did I inconvenience you? Yes. It's called marriage. Anyway, uh, the point is, the point. <laughs> you willfully went into this agreement. What's an huh? erection? You're great in the sack. What do you want? Uh, anyway, the point is, um, yeah. go on. The only reason we got married. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, your mom. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> your mom has been single since your dad passed. Yeah. Like 12 years ago. Yeah. And so now she's finally met a guy and fallen in love. Uh, yeah. Yep. Wait, she used the word love. He said he loves her. Oh, he said to her. Yeah, he said that. he loves oh, her. Oh, you didn't tell me this. So this is now outwardly. It's like out there. It, that, that, I, honey, I honey. love you. Love you. <laughs> no, I love you. I'm so telling you. They, they, yeah, he, yeah, I'm telling you. So, mm-hmm. so she's like in love. Did, did she say I love you too? Or um. I, I believe so. <laughs> she loves him. She, she did say she's in love. Wow. She's smitten. See, Jake, she's only 75. You've only got like 40 years love to go. Love is out to, there, Jake. Or 50 yeah. years to go to catch her before you yeah, fall in love again. I know. I know. Wow. So your mom's in love. Mm-hmm. How do, okay, so you're the yeah. daughter in this whole thing. How do we feel about this guy? You've never met him, right? Never met him. Never met him. Haven't met him. Yeah. He seems good enough guy. Is she bringing him to Hawaii? No, I've asked her and she's like, no, 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 no. I'll ask her again. Yeah. She should. I think love knows no age. I mean, if you're in love, you're in love. True. Right. But I think just to, because your spouse dies doesn't mean you have to, you know, but how you old know, is put too it away old. for life. But how old is too old to get married? Like, she's not getting married or anything. She says she's not. So I honestly she don't care. Like, whatever you want to do. Okay. Just, you know. But your mom is. Your mom is. Mom. Your mom is is well to do. She's her net worth is nice. She's pretty independent. Yeah. She can be high maintenance. Right. Yeah. But I I don't know. I, I'm I'm just curious. Like it, it's just interesting to see how all this play. Like really, you think she would get married? No, I don't think she would. But you don't think she would? But if she did, that's cool. Okay, man. She's in good health. Things like, are getting serious over here. It's not like I your mean, mom's. Wow. Her, your mom is nowhere near like you know kicking time. Like I mean, she's got no. probably twenty years to live. I mean, she's and in really good health. When he's down. Yeah, no, she's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I don't. It'll be interesting. I, I, you know, you don't think about what happens when your spouse passes on. Like mm-hmm. you just don't plan for that. Casey wants to know if you're going to look for an older woman, a more mature woman. Love knows no what? age. Casey, <laughs> who's Casey? Finlinson. Oh, is he? Oh, I, Brit's y- reading you're comments. reading the comments now. Yeah, comments, and I so. don't understand Greg Hawkins' comment at all. Have you so ever, oh, come, on, come on, his comment is: Have you ever seen a bulldog eat mayonnaise? And you don't know what that <laughs> means. Yeah, you know what it means. Uh, Casey says, I, "So should Jake be looking for a more mature woman? Love knows. I no really age. don't care. I'm pretty if you sure think that bulldog sus. would barf after that." Depends on whose mayonnaise it is. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Jake, are you into dating older women? Mm, I mean, I mean, you missed the chance with your with low 30s, Brit's mom. Low we need 30s. like a cougar drop. Low we 30s. have it already. <laughs> yeah, low 30s. 
Low 30s, all right? <laughs> I mean, like, Low listen. 30s is the limit. I ain't going much past that. So 34? No, no, no. 33. 33. 35. Go 35. No. Oh, dude, the dude. twerk at 35 changes, Stop. man. Anyway, Stop. I'm kidding. No. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting with your mom. Jake, That's would all. you be okay if you never had kids? Um, No, I wouldn't. No, he need wants a son. One. You need one. Need one. Got to continue the family lineage. God, there's so much pressure to have a boy the first time out of the out of the gate. Man. <laughs> it's pretty much you can't decide it either. It's just literally you, like you know, roll the dice. Yeah, good luck. But what do you? But do? then if you have a daughter, now you're like, damn. Now I gotta have two. You know, so we'll and then see. you have two daughters, and you're like, damn, I gotta go for the yeah, third. Now, no, now I'm swinging no, no, for no, the no. fences. If you have two daughters, you're like, all right, let's adopt. Because <laughs> I'm not doing three daughters. The hell. Yeah, next no. question. Hell no, am I doing I am not doing three yeah, daughters. No. Three daughters is a lot of work. Like there's only so many bullets in the world for all those boys. Like mm-hmm. I know what a boy does to a girl and I bulldog on mayonnaise. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like did you know? You know. And then your daughter becomes I'm disturbed by this. And then your daughter like you you mm-mm. Bulldog on Manny's comment. <laughs> Excellent work, Greg. Excellent work, you bro. Know, Cam Harrison <laughs> says plenty of cougars out there, Jake. I guess. Just go hang out at Thanksgiving Point. There's some well-to-do women. I guess. I don't know, man. You I'm, gotta I'm pick, not, you, I'm not wait, trying wait, wait. to be. You got to pick up a woman. Chipotle or are you going to hang outside of the orange chicken place? Panda Express. Chipotle or Panda Express? Better place okay, to Okay, why are we chick? comparing it to Panda Express? Why wouldn't we not compare it to Cafe Rio since you maintain it so much better? Oh, well, I mean, the smarter you would never pick up a chick at Chipotle if you could get one at Cafe Rio. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't. Anyway, uh, don't tell girls how much you make right away, Jake. Add a little substance to your personality and, and not just big checks. Uh-huh. James Knight says, or a hooker. James, you have a pension for hookers, and I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, probably the streets. The point is. The hood. The hood. The point is. Well, I'm happy for your mom. Yeah. I'm happy for you, Mom. Are we going to pick NFL games? Uh, can you get back to NFL? I mean, we went to hookers, so we're close to we like Robert Kraft kind left. of a thing. Like, so we can, wow. gotta, you well, know, you it just, a, it's a segue right back into football. You missed a rub and tug reference from Mrs. Mrs. Monty just made a rub I'm and tug reference. I'm not going to do the get in my Bentley and go to a rub and tug place in Florida and then go to the football game. I'm not doing that. Yeah, how about the fact that he went and got serviced and then got on a plane and flew to Kansas City for a, a championship game? Yeah, well, no, he good. needed to relieve stress before the game. <laughs> Apparently. Obvious. Yeah, just. It was that. physical therapy, please. Yeah, exactly. yeah, seriously. It was penile seriously. therapy, sir. Uh, I, there's oh, not really? a whole. There's not a. What? Okay. Fat Jesus is totally my favorite. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Over 80 is the perfect short term relationship. If they got that bread, it is. Um, uh, There's not a lot of great games No, there's not. Let's just pick the Bears game. Bears 49ers, Soldier Field. Khalil Mack is going to crush Jimmy Garoppolo. Bears win 38-4. to Jaron Hall throws for 600 yards. What else is there to say? (laughs) What else is there to say? You're welcome, Bull. Yeah, that's it. Um, All right. Let's talk about your affinity for cars. Yeah. Ford Motor Company is up 90% this year. Yeah. And Damn. they're doing it. Yeah, we should have bought the stock, and we did. We talked about buying Ford. Uh, we got more GE instead, which worked out. Um, Ford's doing this all on the back of two moves: yeah. bringing back the Ford Bronco, which is one of the hottest trucks on the market. Sorry. And what? Sorry, you didn't get one. 
Yeah, because Mrs. Monty wouldn't let me buy a Ford Bronco, Honey. which is fine because I'm going to get a, a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT. That's fine. You just write that shit down. Um, <laughs> but my point is, my point is, <coughs> by the way, we got another cursing comment on YouTube yesterday. Is what it Tell is. Tell the damn story. So Ford's selling a lot of Broncos, and they're, they've invested $11 billion in three battery factories yeah. to make electric vehicles. Yeah. If you could buy any Ford, any nameplate, Jeep, Ford, BMW. Beamer, all day. Your Beamer, Britt. No doubt. Mrs. Monty. Any make and model of car. Thanks for, you should pay attention to the show occasionally. I love my Jeep, and I've had, this is my second Jeep. Um, you had a Wrangler, you've got a Grand Cherokee Limited now. Yeah, I do love my Jeep. But I really, 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 for like, eight years have wanted the electric bus and it was supposed to come out and then the pandemic Where is it shut at? that yeah. thing down Where is again it at? it's, it's not just out. delayed it's not released yeah, yeah. i it's think they're delayed. cool i think they're the super problem, cool but they're so exp- see this is what you do but you know what you like this you're like oh it's eighty thousand dollars that's fine hey but i want to spend five dollars on a new pair of jordans why are you wasting all drop that mother <laughs> i want everyone to know that that is completely not true the point is that thing's going to be like 50, 60, 100 grand for that bus. It's not going to be 100. It's, it's going to be probably about 70. Yeah, it's got to be. Which and is, you know what? You I'm know, worth it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody says, oh, my God, 70,000 for a car is so much. Is it, though? Is it really, though, when you can get under 1,000 for a $70,000 car? You can be at like eight, eight fifty, nine hundred bucks a month for a for a seventy thousand dollar car. Is that really that much when you're talking about that nice of a car? Yeah, or you can own a house on Maui, debate. or you can travel more, or you can buy more J's. Yeah. The problem is you can't buy a certified VW bus. Like I'm not the guy that buys new cars. I never buy new cars. The bus thing don't. is the bus thing is in its own category though. I would buy that one new. I would. I would for sure. But uh, anything else, I'd probably buy certified. Yeah. I, I don't I, yeah I'm not ready to own an electric car I, Me I, I, I it's just, I'm just zone, putting dude. it out yeah I'm just putting too it out there zone. I don't think the um I don't think the I don't think the technology is where it needs to be yet and I think VW buses are cool but you're never going to get your money out of that thing I mean you're yeah, going to own know. that that's until, a good question you're going to own that thing until it falls apart which will be next week because I just don't think. But that, Mrs. Monty's not the person who just runs through cars either. Well, A, she wouldn't let me buy a Bronco, so you're not getting the, the bus. <laughs> and B, um, it's just not a smart investment. Do you have a woo-saw drop? I don't. Uh, I and don't, but I can get did, one. if we did, we shouldn't play it. Um, because it's true, though. I mean, you're never going to get your money out of that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure that we can say that yet. You don't think we can say that yet? No, I don't, because I don't. You don't know what the demand is. I mean, it's like saying, you know, it's just like saying, "Hey, we should have brought the bought the Bronco when it first came out. We should have bought the first edition Bronco because we've been able to, you know, resell that thing." Yeah. You, you never know. I mean, it really depends on the hype of the market. Okay. Hey, look. I, I mean, I could be totally wrong about it. I don't um, think you're totally wrong. My opinion is, yeah, you probably won't. But I think at the end of the day, what we're seeing is we're we're seeing a lot of examples of, hey, the market gets really hot to trot on something, and all of a sudden it's selling for ninety when it should be seventy. Britt, your uh, your Air Jordan crazy looking shoe is out and, every day, and they don't make it in my size, so I can't buy it, or I would, you know, every day it's a shoe. They moved back that low. 
to the keep tenth, moving it back. They're to gonna, the 10th yes, of November now. keep moving it. They you want know, the hype. 8 o'clock Pacific every day is when we do shoe drops on this show, and that's frustrating. So you want an SRT? Yeah, I'm getting an I'm not wanting. I'm getting an SRT Jeep. Yeah. I, I, I saw one the other day. They're sweet. They are, and I like my – I love – I currently drive an Audi SQ5 um, that I got a smoking deal on. And I'm going to trade it in for when the 2022 Jeep comes out. I'm hoping that there's a flood of certified pre-owns um, that go into inventory. And I'm going to trade my my Klaus boy in and I'm going to get it. Or we'll trade Mrs. Monty's Jeep in and get her an SRT. Yeah, she's about the SRT. She wants, yeah. she, She's cool with that. She likes Jeeps. Yeah. How tall are you guys? you you got to be at least 6'2". I'm 6'3". Casey says, write it down and it will be on paper. That m- that may be the only place it will be. Thank you. <laughs> it's not about getting your money back. It's about making Mrs. Monty happy. I'll take care of you, baby. Yeah, there you go. Fat Jesus would like to buy you a, a, a VW bus, you know, which is fine. Come on, Jake. Think of it as a as medicinal. I think that means a hooker. No, nah. um, no, nah, you know. I'm fine. I don't know. I, I think I, I like cars, but I'm at a point now where. I'm ready to go see the world. And I am, that was our vacuum upstairs. Our drunk vacuum upstairs, bumping Um, into things. I'm ready to go see the world, so I'm not so sure that I'm ready to put a hundred and something into a car. I don't think you need to put a hundred and something in. People grossly underestimate how much car you can get for like 70. If you're willing to do 70, you can get a lot of car, including Mm -hmm. an SRT, for sure. There's used ones on the market right now for like 45. Yeah. But I need to. I want it certified. Yeah. And you can't always get certified. No. Certified's um, hard to find. And yeah, and I want because I want the warranty and I want the the service on it. But but anyway, my point is, I'm not so sure I want to spend seventy grand on a car. I mean, I could. I could. Sp- I could buy any car in the world that I want. I think. I you know like I have an eight twenty eight credit score. Like I make really good money. Like what I want to buy, is very different than what I will buy. Mm-hmm. And my wife has very low tolerance for buying new cars. Like it's a thing where she, it just pisses her off anytime I ever even bring it up or talk about it to the point where we joke about it now. Like she was, so we had a huge fight over buying my out meltdown. Like, Hey, by the way, I lowered my payment. Like it, I, 60 something dollars. Our insurance went down a bunch of money, you know, like, cause I was driving a lifted Toyota Tacoma. Um, we traded it in. I got way over market value for it, lowered my car payment, lowered my insurance. And my wife was still like, no, you're not doing it. It was a huge fight. So it, it, you have to learn when you're married, is it worth it or is it not worth it? I'll die on the fucking Jeep SRT Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Noticeable yes. silence from Mrs. <laughs> I don't have time to explain the true story. Um, Casey Finlinson says 8 a.m. shoe drops followed by disappointment. Bro. Oh, totally. Because I tried to get that shoe, the the mid. Yeah. Um, I try to get it a lot too, and it doesn't work out. You know. Yeah, Jake never gets it. Yeah. The um, mid clan. No, that's a sex joke, babe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, what size do you want? Man, it, it's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out. Owned. You're done. Owned. Um, I better get that three that pine three retro tomorrow. I will. I know you'll break something. I will lop my joint off. Um, Whoa, whoa! Miss Mrs. Monty feels towards Jeeps how I feel towards Jaren. 
Okay, well, all I'm saying is that if you're willing to, you know, anyway, nope, not gonna, no. Nope, yes, not, you did. It's an honor yes, code violation. Yes, you did. I'm not doing it. Tyler hey. P says 70k on a car is a waste. Buy a truck. Nah. But again, there's this whole thing going on now where it's called coal dropping, where big lifted dropping? trucks like drop their black diesel smoke on cars that they don't it's like. Dumb, dude. It's so stupid. I'm not a truck guy. Never have been. Probably never will be. I was, and now I'm not. I just don't like gross pollution. Yeah. 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 I don't uh, have anything against trucks. I have something definitely against gross pollution. Zachary Thornton says, what happened to a new car that cost $35,000? It's called a Camry. Yeah. Go get it. This isn't a discussion about... Yeah. This is not a discussion about need. It's not. No, this is one. I have a car, and I have an Audi SQ5 that I could drive for another decade. Yeah. I buy a new car every probably two to three years. And this one I want to keep a while. And it's a great car. Um, it's going to have to be the perfect Jeep situation. Like I would not want to raise my payment more than a hundred bucks, and I, it's going to have to be the perfect car, because I, I I love my my Audi. I love my Audi. Like we're taking it to Mammoth next week. Yeah. We're not taking the Jeep. We're taking the Mammoth to to or we're taking the Audi to Mammoth. Yeah. I'm really excited to drive it. You know, like it's fast, it's quick, it's comfortable. It's got an amazing sound system in it. There's nothing not to like. It's got red leather seats. Like, are you kidding me? Quattro. Pimping like be pimping. And, you know, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Hey, James Knight wants to know what's what's cooking on the smoker. And I think this weekend is the perfect time to do hey, the pork hey, in hello? the pumpkin. Hello. You're, it, this is a smoker. Let the boys talk. Okay, so um, you dig yourself <laughs> holes like this that you're just not going to get out of. You're just not digging the hole. You're just, you know, I, I, do, I do dig the hole. I do. I dig it a lot. And you don't just use a shovel. You use like a, a, a 900 a esca- excavator. A yeah, I do. Yeah. So that's a great idea, actually. So you want to make a pork loin inside of a pumpkin. Whatever that recipe was that you found. A, pork, a, a pork roast. Yeah, a pork roast with pineapple and cinnamon um, that you smoke inside of a pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, it's fire. amazing. It's on the Traeger app. It is fire. That's where dude. we say, it, it, and it's really good. Um, you know, Fat Jesus says, uh, "How do you feel about trucks with uh, steel balls hanging off the back?" I mean, no. he, I have steel balls hanging off the back of my. Here's car. how I feel about it. Oh, I'll boy. get a faster car, and I won't have to look at it anymore. How about that, Greg? Behave yourself, Greg. What did Greg say? How about smoking up some roast beef sandwiches with some extra mayo? Adam <laughs> 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 boy, Greg. That's my guy. Um, I think we're probably doing. I would do pork this weekend. We haven't done any pork, but we're we're only he we're only eating three days this week. Yeah, I can't be smoking a ton. So this Mrs. Monty's heading to the Grand Canyon. Girls then, trip. Um, we're going to Mammoth. Can't wait. So girls trip to the largest crevasse. Yeah, the crevasse. Mm-hmm. Let me know how that <laughs> goes. Nice I'll, I'll be. <laughs> Canyon. I'll be I'll be barely able to walk on Friday night because of the because we're going snowboarding for the first time in almost six years. Can't so, wait. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah, so I would do some pork. I would you know what we ought to we ought to do pork chops because we haven't done pork chops either. We ought what we ought to do is get a pork loin, and if we do it in a pumpkin, we can try and do it in a pumpkin. I would be open for that. Uh, but I would love to do if we're gonna do that. I'd love to do like sweet barbecue pork or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, cause I love the shredded chicken. Jake, Jake's gotten pretty adept at putting a, a dead young baby chicken on the grill and Whoa. torching it. And Did you hear that PETA wants major league baseball to stop referring to the bullpen as the bullpen because it's offensive against bulls? Did you I hear that? PETA. Yes, I did. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
I have, he just goes after Major League Baseball all the time. And I just don't, yeah. I'm not going to stop calling a football pigskin. It's just because guess what? Anyway, no, I'm not going to do yeah. it. Because I'm, uh, yeah, and no, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> I'm not. You bring this stuff up just to piss me off. I uh, I think we're going to do pork this weekend on the smoker. Um, Jake doesn't make YouTube non-sports content anymore. We used to, but um, we'll be. it'll be on social. Uh, so make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. What else were we supposed to talk about? Facebook. Oh, yeah, Facebook. So Facebook has decided to rename itself Meta World Peace. And so is that like meta beta or metadata that were that is this like some kind of inside joke? I really hate Facebook. Yeah. I I want to delete my Facebook account. But I don't know if I'm gonna do that. Do you use it? Yeah, I use it. Networking in the car community. That's basically all I use it for. Mrs. Monty wants to do it. She's going to delete her Twitter or her. Uh, yeah, but Facebook she doesn't account. use Facebook almost at all. She does Which actually. She double posts. She posts to Instagram. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, but that's you, only because that's... they like they're incestuous with each other. Or they you know force incestuous. you to do that stuff. Yeah, but aren't we all incestuous? Yeah. Um, yeah. The point is, so you're legit going to delete your tw- your Facebook account this weekend. Gonzo. You're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. You won't miss it. I, I don't miss it already. You know what I have? Like, I have that, like, thing in the back of my head that I'm like, oh, what if I wanted to look and see what someone I knew, like, 20 years ago is doing now with their kids? See, you view like, Facebook differently, too, though, right? Like, it's different for you than it would be for me. The yeah. only reason, I, I, don't, I, I don't open Facebook unless I need something, unless I'm trying to see if there's a car meet or, like, that's it. I mean, I, yeah. like, I, there is, I don't post on it almost ever, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I'm out. I mean, we are, are we going to do the family deletion of Facebook? Is that what we're talking about here? Oh, I don't know. Are we? We kind of need it for work, but. Yeah, and that's, like, different. Like, if you need it for work, if you, do? Uh, like, if you, uh, you do you post. You don't look at people's Facebook page? No. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, I'll do it. What? Let's do it. Why would why would we need Facebook oh, for work? Oh, you look at it f- for, for Yelp. the Yelpatory yeah. to see what's on their Facebook page. But you don't have to have, like, a personal account to it, do that. It if you're not signed into Facebook, when you look at somebody's Facebook page, it keeps popping stuff up. And on Instagram. Oh, so you're logged into your Facebook. That's Yeah, I got you. Got it. Eh, I don't eh. care. I don't care. But it's I'm not out. make or break. Anyways. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm over Facebook. Yeah. Tyler P says, I want PETA to stop telling me not to eat meat. It offends me. And I deleted my Facebook years ago. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Knight said, it's the generation of political madness. Yeah. Um. Casey Finlinson says they want to call it the arm burn. That's it's the bullpen. Uh, you know, I, I my issues with Facebook are I just think the misinformation and the damage that Facebook does to young people and the political and there's nothing good that's happening on Facebook. Agreed. There's not. So you should probably play the music because we've been doing this an hour and a half and it's 815. Nice. 812. So we have to go. Bye, boo. Bye, baby. By the way, Britt is wearing a shirt that says, hey, boo. What are we doing for, for Halloween? Giving oh, out hey, candy. wait. Maybe the people in the comments can tell us. Are, is trick-or-treating <laughs> on Saturday night or Sunday night? I mean, Halloween is on Sunday night, but, you know, it's like a weird I wonder thing when trick-or-treating here. is. Are people trick-or-treating well, we'll on know Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, in daybreak, you're going to know. Yeah. I would guess it's Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know. 
right, I, fine. I'm, Put it in the comments. Yeah, where I don't know where. Uh, when is trick or treating officially in Utah this year? Is it not on the Daybreak Facebook page? Oh, that's right. None of us have Facebook. I gotta believe it's not Sunday. Right, I have to think it's Saturday. No, you're you're not in this kind of community. It's not going to be on Sunday. No way. I would think not. No way. I would think not. All I right, would, let's try this yeah. again. Oh, hey, there's the music. Saturday here in Utah, Teddy Wayman says. Yeah. It's right. going to be Saturday. Okay. Teddy Wayman, where's my door, by the way? I got to call Alma. I don't know where our back door is. Okay. I, I forgot to call him this week. <laughs> I think it's my fault. Uh, by the way, the hot tub's not here yet. They said it'll be January. First it was December. Now it's January. Supply chain issues, MFers. Whatever. Uh, don't forget, we're off next Thursday and Friday. We'll be back this coming Monday. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. Bye, boo.